Once again, I feel it's on, man. It's your man, DJ Aiken, uh, Tampa's most connected DJ here. And of course, uh, we are back to where it starts at, the DJ Aiken podcast, which means the lovely, the one and only Miss Melissa L is in the building. Uh, how are you? Uh, it's been a minute, too. Like It seems like um, it's been other things going on and the pod has been dropping but I had someone ask me, it was like, yo, Melissa's not there already? I'm like, no, bro. You got to remember the middle of the week thing is like a sports thing slash dudes in my in this game that are doing stuff around the league I'm, I'm trying to get on and talk to. And Melissa's that just, you know, she there. Let's just don't move without Melissa. That's why she get all the tags, man. So how are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's nice to know I got fans, you know, people catching up with me. Where's Melissa? Hashtag where's Waldo? <laughs> Just so we're clear, this is about to be another no no fly zone for your fans, okay? This is about to be another no fly zone for your fans. Today today is today is gonna be kind of dope, Melissa. Um uh what I wanna do is get into a few things today and I really wanna explore this space that we're in, right? Um I got my man who's joining us from New York, uh Esso in the building. Um uh, yes, look, man, first of all, I I could try to give people the history of you and how you move around this space coming from a manager slash look, man, it, there's not a lot that you haven't done. So, you know, yeah. without having to, like, do the history for an hour, give us a little background on you, man. So and welcome to the DJ can podcast. Me and Melissa. Glad to have you here, man. Glad so, to be here. Glad to be here. A little bit of history, man, on, on, on what you're doing for uh, those who may not have seen you in some digital I, space. Well, I went to college. I actually went to Morgan State. I was born and raised in Southside, Jamaica, Queens. Uh, as you can see, we can get work done on my house. But um, I was born in Queens, Southside. I was born in the Bronx, raised in Southside, Jamaica, Queens. And um, I just been in amusement. I started throwing parties. Me and DJ Clue been friends for years and years and years now. Um, and Heineken saw me when I was road managing, doing management work for Clue. And um, and that's been it. You know what I'm saying? I started podcasting. I managed Rock Wilder. I managed Maya for a while. And um, I just got burnt out with the music business. You know what I'm saying? I did I did parties. I worked at labels. I managed people. I did publishing deals. And I was just burnt out with the whole scene. And then Heineken came to me and told me, yo, why not just get on the mic and start podcasting? And wow. then um, I started podcasting. And he was just like, you know, nobody tells people the stuff that you tell them or whatever. And uh, let me move my chair because my wife will be upset. If, if I show people that we doing work inside the house, let me know my Cause she'll be fucking pissed at me, bro. Like, why'd you do that? You know what I'm saying? So let me just move my shit around so she don't be on my head about it. Damn, then you can't see me. Yeah, now you in that you in that nice blue sky over there, that skyline, that New York skyline over there. And we can't even see you exactly. We we, we in the penthouse. We on the top floor and shit. Oh, oh well, that, that's when you know you're getting the paper. That's it's a light flex. It's a light Come flex. On, it's a light flex. <laughs> Come on, man. We just fixing it up right now. We about to. We actually about to leave New New um New York again and go back to Jersey and shit. Cause we could we moving my parents in, so it's not conducive to have a three bedroom condo in uh, New York City. And we both got parents that need to move in, so we're about to make a move or whatever. But. Like I said, I managed Rock Wilds for eight years. I managed Maya. I put on some singers. I put on a young girl named Yummy a long time ago. Yummy, uh, I yummy. Helped put, uh, I helped to put on Trey Songs. Trey Songs was one of my proteges when I was young. You know what I'm saying? I used to be wild a little bit. I used to be running around a little crazy. So um, once I was basically done with that, you know, we had hit the recession in like 10... 2010, 2011, and stuff like that. And um, I just didn't know what I wanted to do with the music business further. Right. You know? I just got tired of it. I, I had made some money. I just was like, yo, I kind of wanted to do something else. I was kind of burnt out, and I needed money still. So all my connections were still in, in, inside the business, and Clue been my best friend for 20 years. So he said, yo, come on and role manage me, and book do bookings and do management stuff for me and just get paid like that and i'm gonna turn you on to promo and 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 marketing with djs and club djs right so i started doing promo marketing and started blowing people up i did the bobby schmurder record you know what i'm saying that was one of the first promo things that i did 
and I did the panda. Um, but well, I, uh, look, bro, look, look. You gonna stop flexing on me and Melissa on the, on this little pod, bro? Because because some of these some of these stats you throwing out here. And no, I'm I here for gummo. it. I'm like, go and ahead. Gummo. I did gummo for Takashi Six Nine. I was the New York person, you know what I'm saying? I did the gummo and um and I just started being like, oh, there's other things within the business that I can do. Right. That I actually like. You know what I'm saying? Still type of thing. And that brought me back and I was running around with Clue or whatever. And um I met Heineken at a Bryson Tiller concert while I was doing promo and marketing. And and he wanted to have Clue on a on This is fifty. Right. And I was handling his little management work or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And um, that's how I met Heineken. And yo, then he said, yo, let's start podcast. I was actually trying to manage him. Wow. And I was like, yo, you I was like, yo, you you need to start your own show. That's how we gonna get paid. And I'm right. gonna get sponsors and all that. He was like, all right, well, I'll start my own show if you do it with me. I was like, me. Right. Let me. You made a point there, right? And and I've seen this clip on you. And forgive me if I don't get the words exactly right, but the clip kind of was talking about some of the things that that you just spoke about, right? How you were talking about, like, if you want to be an artist, right, and you necessarily can't get into the game being an artist, like it's not, that door is not open right now. Yeah. But you dope with a camera. Be a fucking photographer is what I said. There you go. Elaborate on that point right there of 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 trying to get All in the right. game. All right, if you're good at what you do, right, everybody needs your services within the business. If if you're a cameraman and you take being a cameraman very, very seriously, right, you know what you're going to do? You're going to have the best pictures. People like myself are going to need you. We're going to get you in the most e- exclusive parties and places, and we're going to rely on you for our content. That's your way in. Once you show me something that you do very, very well, and you tell me, oh, yo, I rap too. I'm going to be like, oh, word? Let me hear your shit. Right. And that's what you want. You want people that's willing to listen to your material. Right. And that's point blank the end, bro. I I think one of the things that you've mastered too, and, and it's one of the things I really pride myself on and why I think, like you said, even when I reconnect with someone like yourself, because the minute I hit you on Instagram and you hit me back, it was like, wait a damn minute. We we are we connected, right? Because then I'm seeing the thread yo, and I'm this like, this was my man, yo, yo. This <laughs> right. was my guy. <laughs> right. This was and, my guy. Like, I did tours. People don't understand. Let me lower my voice. People don't understand that when you manage people, you get to know every part of the music business if right. you are a manager. And especially if you are a manager from the beginning, you're doing promo tours, you're doing dinners and everything. My artist used to get more ads off of people like him fucking with me than her. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's a relationship game. Right. Yeah. It's a re- people forget though, and, and Melissa and I talk about this all the time. Like when I even when I Melissa's a perfect when I first met Melissa, right? I was like, yo, she's dope. She's outgoing. And then we would talk about different things. And then I was like, yeah. yo, you ever thought about hosting some stuff? And I didn't know if she wanted to do it or whatever, but I just thought she was dope. And to your point of, I think a lot of new artists too, they need to understand, especially with the world of social media, right? It's still a relationship business because things happen for people, usually by someone that relates to them or rocks with them, having their name in places that they probably wouldn't even normally be because they like, yo, I, I got somebody for that. Or yo, like my man, let me call, let me call my man. And yeah. I think that we've, because of social media and people think that they have direct access to everybody, they try to skip who they think is the little man or whoever the little person is and be like, let me go directly to, like like they wouldn't even do the research to figure out that you were involved with Trey Songs. They'd be like, well, let me just DM Trey Songs. Knowing that it's a relationship game and it probably 99.9627% of the time never will work like that. Never. And Trey fought, yo, people will be like, well, why does Trey Songs follow you? Uh, his birthday is the day before mine. He used to consider himself my younger brother. I put him on. I started the bidding war for this nigga when nobody cared about him. He was a writer with my writer's big draws. And I was like, yo, I got you. That's mm-hmm. why he follows me. I put on Matt. I found Cassie. You know what I'm saying? Cassie was a 16-year-old I sent home. Yo, we popping E. 
We smoking weed. <laughs> we partying. Yo, Cassandra, you got to go home until you 18. That's how she bumped into the, what's the producer, Ryan Leslie? Oh, Ryan Leslie, right. She was with me in Rockwild, and she told a story in the New York Times. You know what I'm saying? When she saw Puffy with me, she's like, Puffy, my, my real name is Randy Parker. Randy discovered me at 16. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've been out here. Like, niggas could take my demeanor, whatever they want. I graduated from college. I know what I'm doing. I got a degree with in, in, in the streets. I got a degree in college. I got a degree in the music business. And I got a degree with making money and with these women. So whatever you need to know, bro, I got you. You know, I tell people all the time, um, you know, life is about networking and really cultivating those relationships. Um, for instance, I have a job that requires a degree, you know, and a clean criminal background. I, I got to where I am because of who I knew and cultivating those relationships. And what you know is what keeps you there. Who you know gets you there and what you know keeps you there. And I keep it's that in the room. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. I mean, you already strike me as somebody who knows how to build a relationship. You know when to talk, when not to talk. You're not sweating it. And that dude already recognized how you talk and brought you basically into the game. That says a whole lot to me. You know what I'm saying? Because he's a veteran. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Veterans just don't do that for younger people at all. Or even take time to recognize what you uh, what 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 talent or what you bring to the table and then let you come on camera and talk to niggas like me. You know what I'm you saying? You know what? I'm going to tell you something real funny. And I've never told this to Eakin before. This is the first time I tell him. So um, I grew up singing. So I always grew up listening to the radio, right? And so when I first moved to Tampa, there was like two radio stations. And then the, the rap station came and then a few others, right? Um, I used to hear DJ Eakin's thing. The most connected DJ. Da -da 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 -da. Don't gas this nigga up because this nigga <laughs> forgot about me. Don't gas this nigga up now. I'm not. I'm Don't not. I promise. I promise. <laughs> I promise. But the first time we ever spoke, I remember being like, I know, I know this name. Like, I grew up listening to this guy's name on the radio, like, in my room. Like, okay, I'm going to just listen to this next radio set. So to even, you know, for him to, to bring, he's, I've never told him that before. But for him to like even notice something in me to put me in certain rooms, um, and there is a plethora of things that I want to do, but this is one of them. Uh, for him to be like, hey, let me help you out and let me get you connected to, and let me see if we can hone in on your craft. A one. He's an eye. He's an eye guy. <laughs> no, but yo, but 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 seriously, you know and saying? and like, we ain't gonna make this his show. <laughs> yo but seriously let me let me let me be clear man and and a lot of the things i do have to do with relationships like the two the relationships i built with 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 the two of you right like you in particular so let's start there right like when you when dudes like you would come to the market right my thing was we know part of that and melissa may not know this part of the radio game is yeah we go out to dinner yes we know we know we build and yes we know every record ain't gonna get added right but at yeah. some point right in a relationship relationships are give and take it doesn't mean every time you're gonna be the one to call me i'll call you and then also too i feel like this with 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 this thing that we're in right this mm -hmm. thing like to melissa's point it's about opportunity and so if someone is doing the work sometimes they might need just somebody to be like Damn, man, I just wish I could go in that room and show them my stuff. If they yeah. doing the work, man, I don't I've never understood what someone could gain out of just blocking everything. You know what I'm saying? Because to, to your point, you look that much more doper when you've discovered somebody else that's dope. OK, but you don't get paid off them niggas sometimes. Though, Eakin. Well, that is why every but, songs, they never cut me a check. Well, and to that other they, point, though, to that other point, though, what you did right. You did do that to a certain extent, but then you went and you did the homework, bro. You've made it to where you understood that this is the music fucking business. business. You understand yes. what I'm saying? Like, like, don't get me wrong. We, we, we can be cool with a lot of people. And you, you definitely in a space being in New York where you know a gang of people who just, they always in the room. But at yes. some point, it has to become business. Because I, I never forget telling somebody this, too. And you being around Puff, you know this, right? He used to be a yeah. dude that be around me all the time, right? He got a couple of uh, the Cuban links. They was crazy. And he used to be always like, yo, I've been in the room with Baby, this, that, and the other. And I had to tell him, I said, let me tell you something, bro. Here's why I do things the way I do them. 
because if I call Puff, I want him to pick up. You will there never, you, you will never out money them dudes. They didn't done it all. Like Diddy, Diddy at at twenty, you know, you in New York, you seen it. What more can you show a dude like that with the money that he's seen? So at that some point, told me he was a millionaire in nineteen ninety one. Boom! Yo, bro, he gave me a hug. He was at the radio station. You know, he political. I, I just got to jump in because you bought this nigga. No, up. go ahead, bro. This nigga ain't seen me since 05 in St. Bart's New Year's Eve on his boat, okay? He saw me. He walked right past me. I walked into I said, yo, what's up, nigga? Nigga said, you cut your fucking facial hair off and you got braids. What the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> Yo, come over here and give me a fucking hug, nigga. What you trying to dap me up for, right? But it's the same thing. Like, like if you don't have what these people need, right? right? It's no point to call them or be with them. Because like you said, these niggas is millionaires. They about their money already. You know what I'm saying? They all on a different plane. When they re- when he reached out to me, he didn't need me. Right. At all. He saw something in me, but he didn't need me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And those are the biggest factors that I tell. I always try to make myself valuable to anybody. I'm an extreme connector. Niggas know I'm a cash cow. I know how to make money. I know how to do that. I didn't lost money. I didn't been there. Every like everybody, everything that you would want to do in this music business, I've done it. And now I'm back on the incline at 40 years old. You know Boom. what I'm saying? So that's that's the thing. When I when I built with you, me and this man didn't have a lot of time together. But when I come meet niggas, I come with the sincerity in, in, in my heart, my nigga. Right. So it's like if you vibe with me, you vibe with me. And if you don't, you don't. Right. When when he found me, I have followed him years before he even knew this was me. Niggas didn't know me as ESSO. They don't know that. They know Randy Parker. Who is that nigga? Right. Hard <laughs> out fish out. Hard fish out. This is real shit. This is off topic, but I just got to tell people how you got to take a chance. I'm trying to set to myself. I'll be moving. How you reinvent yourself and shit is that Cardinal fish out was watching the show uh, for three months. He watched it with J. Cole. He watched it with Mad Niggas. And he's like, yo, who is this nigga? I know this nigga. Right. But this nigga look differently, right? He finally, after three months of watching the show, he goes to follow me. He follows me. And he DMs me. And he sees a DM from me two years ago. Yo, <laughs> you don't know me as this guy, but this is Randy Parker. Right. Nigga. <laughs> I just saw Mr. Morgan in Chicago and I asked him about you and I'm like, yo, where's my man at? Right. He, this is real shit. He calls Mr. Morgan, who's with Drake. Everybody know who Mr. Right. Morgan is. Drake, right-hand man. He calls Mr. Morgan. He said, Mr. Morgan, I thought you said you didn't know this nigga on the My Expert Opinion show. He told me, he he DM'd me, so he saw you two years ago. He said, this nigga's the same. He said, he's Rockwild and Yummy's old manager. He says, I don't know no nigga. So fucking Mr. Morgan says, the only nigga I know that manage rock wild and yummy is Randy Parker. And that's not him because that <laughs> nigga got prayed. <laughs> <laughs> this is real shit. Right. This is real. I swear to God, I just this is the funny shit. Carnella Fischel loved me from the show so much, he decided to DM me and invite me to OVO Fest. Cause Drake was gonna be there. He wanted to connect me. He wanted to meet me and all of that. Cause I'm big in Toronto, is what he said. He DMs me, and he comes up with a scheme to just say, "Give me your name for the past." Now, Eakin, you know you don't need no name for no past, nigga. You just right. ask him how. Yo, I got five with me, nigga. You right. <laughs> I got five passes, nigga. You know what I mean? So the nigga says. I need your name for the past. I said, you need my name for the past and you perform it? I said, damn, my nigga, you don't know, you don't remember my name? Randy Parker. The nigga responds, Bumba Clot. Swear to God, son, the nigga responds, Bumba Clot, yo, Rand. And on the day, he says, send me your fucking number, Rand. <laughs> he's talking about you and we didn't know it was you. 
Puffy said, just... I didn't know it was him. He said, come here and give me a hug. And, I, and I'm saying that to you, that people saw him. Right. He was with right. Charlemagne. He saw Clue, Angela Yee. Envy dapped them all niggas up. The only nigga he said, yo, my nigga, don't dap me up. Come give me a hug was me. He said, I know when this nigga was wild and had facial hair. What are you talking about? That's love. That's love. Man, how, that's how, how I feel about him. Dude, this love goes both ways, though. And, and like, hold on. What we're not going to do is act like, though, first of all, though, that I, didn't, I wasn't giving you your flowers because I reached out and said, yo, man, I would love to have you on the pod. So okay. even though, even though I'm probably in the same little bit of the category as Cardinal, because I, I was like, wait a minute, why do I know this dude? When I reached out, I reached out and gave you your flowers, and I was like, bro, I would love to have you come on the pod. That's exact. I'll, go, I'll pull them Yo, DMs yeah. up. I'm not even mad that people don't remember, because you know why? I had to do different things Right. when you reinventing yourself. You know what I'm saying? I was a young wilder guy you know right. what i'm saying like people didn't even know that i was smart i was so wild niggas found that out later they thought i was like muscling my way through and then they was like oh shit dr dre said he's the best producing manager he's the illest man oh dr dre said that yeah oh he oh shit he really managing he not just running around with this thug nigga. no the thug niggas relate to me right i'm not a street nigga i'm a hood nigga I'm not a street nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's not get it fucked up. I ain't selling no keys. Or well, no cracks hold on. No Why we're there? Why we're there? Because I feel like we can learn something here, Melissa. What is the difference? Because I know you got it. I know you got it. What is the difference to, between a between street, a street nigga, nigga and a, and a hood nigga? nigga? Yes. Right. Uh, Educate right. us. Let's just give you, like, we'll start with examples. I, I am a hood nigga, right? I will get down and dirty if mm -hmm. I have to. Right? Okay, I don't want to. Right, okay. I'm not in the streets. I'm not slinging no drugs. Illegal shit is not on the menu for me. I don't want to go to jail. Niggas don't like me. Only chicks like me. So why would I go to jail? You know what I'm saying? That's, right. that's, not, that's, that's not the place for me. I spent 23 days there. It was not popping. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not a street nigga. You know what I'm saying? I don't okay. want to survive in that way. Right. A street nigga will survive it any way he has to. Street niggas fuck good looking crackheads. Hood niggas don't. Street niggas don't go to go to college. Hood niggas do. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, like it's 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 a lot of different things that we do. We want to do shit in, 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 in a legal way, but on my own terms. Right. That's a hood nigga. A street nigga don't give a fuck about no way, nigga. It's happening. And I'm ready to deal with the ramifications. And all y'all niggas that know I'm a street nigga that fuck with me to enjoy the purse of the street nigga, y'all gotta deal with these shits too. Hood niggas don't want their family and their girl and their friends dealing with their ramifications. That's not a part of the menu. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. It's a totally different, it's a totally different way. I ain't trying to hurt nobody. Street niggas, you have to be willing to hurt niggas. It's a part of the menu. Like I, I could go on and on about you ain't got to because I'm gonna tell you this I'm gonna tell you this right now Melissa I'm gonna let you jump in but we releasing this clip yearly we we this is a lesson that people need to get so I'm making sure that we get this clip marked yearly we gonna release this clip because because honestly and truly we playing but that is how I feel I've never had it described that way but when people ask me right somebody say you can eat no street dude dude I don't want to be. I, I never wanted to be. And to your point of what you just said, I don't. Melissa, go ahead, because I know I jumped right in before you got in. Go ahead. No, no, it was just to make a joke. I was like, this man is the analogy master, master of disguise. Like, I'm impressed by Esso. But I can relate to something that he did say, how people, you know, the perception of you is like, oh, well, I didn't even think this person was smart. Um, so, you know, I model, I sing a little, I dabble in a lot of things, right? And people see my social media. Oh, Melissa's a party girl. Melissa's models. Melissa must know these people because she slept around with them, this, that, and the third. Uh, and then they sit down and talk to me and they go, you're smarter than what I thought. I go, yeah, I'm, I'm actually smarter than what I look like. <laughs> um, <laughs> I could relate. I was like, listen, and I'm like, okay, like, I feel you, Esso. Yo, how, how many shows are you on right now? Because because that's the one thing, too, that when you're talking about the hood versus street dude, right, that hustle is in both of them, right? Because 
I'm if you don't, I, 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 I know that already. I do that. Okay. But how many shows are you actually on, and which shows are like yours that you're on all, right. all the time? Technically, I'm gonna be real. Technically, I'm on four, right? But really, I'm on three because me and Heineken, we not on my expert opinion no more. But the first season that it's on Revolt, we all over it. Gotcha. But right, you can't so go. You can't go here and not give us the shows either for who's watching. I'm gonna give you. I'm on Bag Fuel. Bag Fuel is on. Bag Fuel is on YouTube. That's me and Heineken's own. That's where we fueling young, young men's mind, young people, not young men, young minds to get to the bag. You know what I'm saying? So that's Bag Fuel. Um, if this is 50, puts us up there. Hot New Hip Hop puts us up there, so they expose us. But that's our show. Um, I'm on Eight at the Table, excuse me, which is a relationship show. Um, I, I'm a recurring guest up there. I actually was. They call me a cast member because I am, but I can't do it as much because of the sex of the success of the other shows that I've been on contractually. So I can't be there weekly no more. I could only be there one time a month, but I'm gotcha. still on that show. Me and Clue is launching, which is the biggest thing that I've ever done right now. Me and Clue is launching Ear Pollution. I think I saw Friday. a clip of that. I think I saw I think I saw a clip of that on somebody's channel. Our first guest is Little Baby, which wow. he don't do interviews. Our first guest is Little Baby. Our second guest is Floyd Mayweather. Our third guest is J. Cole. Our fourth guest is guest is offset. Wow. Nice. So wow. that's my that's my step up in the ranks right there. And you're you know on which you're on Hoffa's like uh podcast yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, but that's the one I, I'm saying, but technically I'm not up there no more. Gotcha. Okay. Go a whole other way. But the first season that Revolt is picking up, he just signed, we all over that. Right. But after y'all get us there for one season, you ain't gonna get me there no more. You know what I'm saying? Not not because I don't wanna be up there. Right. You know, it just shit. Shit happened. Contracts you know and saying? things, man. Hey, now that now that we're in this 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 podcast space and we're talking, this kind of is is a big discussion I wanted to have with the two of you today because, of course, being where we are, right? We in this hip hop space, which is us first and foremost, number one format, you know. And if you two are like me, which I know you are, uh, Melissa, with a slight pl- with a slight slant on the Latin thing, you know, uh, what's that dude's name? Bad Booney. Bad Booney. Bad Booney. Bad Booney. Don't don't compromise. Ethnicity. Don't do me. <laughs> I mean, I ain't mad at it. Yo, <laughs> bro, bro, a slight slant though. No, I'm, yeah, because it's like it's like stealing that. I'm stealing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stealing well, that. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. <laughs> Look, okay, <laughs> but that. I didn't. That's I didn't. I didn't. I didn't mean it. Slight slant, though. I'm stealing that with a yes. slight slant on the ethnicity. I don't oh. even know why I have a little extra adobo, but I like that one better. Slight slant. <laughs> um, let's talk about these platforms, man, because we know like the podcasting to your point, and it has exploded, right? Everybody's at some point throughout the day. I think if you talk to enough people, somebody will tell you either they want to have a podcast, they're thinking about having a podcast, or they have a podcast, right? So we know the space is becoming this space of like, it's one on every corner. So let's just like start rappers, there. Like rappers. Like rappers. Uh, boom. Like the dude who was selling. Remember, remember at one time when you was younger, like, you like, everybody knew the weed guy. Then it became everybody was a weed guy, a weed guy. <laughs> right so that's how so but that's just how i'm starting to feel how you how do you guys starting how are you feeling about the podcast space right now do you feel like it's getting too cluttered do you feel like it's too much do you feel like people are just jumping and thinking they're gonna get rich quick when it's really a lot more work than people think oh it's a it's it's a lot of, you ask like four questions and they <laughs> all got a valid answer one first one no nah, i don't think it's I think it's plenty of space for plenty of podcasters, plenty of styles. The thing I, I don't like about it is they think that they just going to sit in front of a microphone and it's going to happen. Uh, when you're a podcaster, you're not really podcasting. When you're podcasting, all you're doing is putting out the radio wave side of it. You know what I'm saying? Once you add a camera to it, it's not a podcast anymore. But technically, they don't have a name for it. So I call them, I, I tell people, you're doing a show. It's a talk show. So there are there are many 
there is much room for talk shows. It all depends on where you want to go with it. I want a Hollywood star. I'm trying to go around the world with it. I'm already going to host shit in Paris and March and stuff like that. That's my goal. I'm trying to be the, the illest podcaster ever. When they told me, yo, you you ill, but you need to market yourself like a rapper. That's what I chose to do. Right. I chose to make sure I stay fresh. I chose to make sure I stay with money in my pocket. I chose to make sure I stay with a nice car. When I show up, I'm always groomed. I'm always smelling good. I work out. I take care of my body. I invest in myself. That's that's my side of podcasting. Niggas right. pay me. Like, like you, we we don't got to talk about this. You, you are, you are real ass, major ass dude. You know what I'm saying? So when you call me and say, come and be on my show, of course, niggas got to pay me for this shit. Right. I don't just come on niggas' shows so they can get hits and make their YouTube go and you get commercials and ads and all that. Nigga, I know the game. Nigga, you got to pay me straight up and down. Right. Like I'm adding business. I, I always tell business I'm bringing business to the creative because creative niggas don't understand business. But now since I, I am a creative nigga and I was first a businessman, I'm showing people like this is the route that we go. This is our value. This is what we should be doing. This is how we market and promote ourselves. I don't care what them other podcasters is doing. I don't care what they think about themselves. I endorse clothes. They pay me. Why? I'm getting hits like rappers. When they ask you who's the hottest niggas in New York, they say, my expert opinion, nigga. Right. It's not a rapper. It's us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Even if I'm not on that show, I'm a part of that show. I'm a major part of that show. Make pushing it mainstream. When I got on the show, it had 262,000 followers, which is tremendous, right? right? Now I got 614. Wow. So what they worked for for three years, three and a half years, we did in six months. I know my value, bro. Right. Like niggas don't got you. Like, like you said, it ain't too many people that has done every aspect in the music business. I've done everything. You know what I'm saying? You can't name nothing that I have not done in this business. I have knowledge. I didn't know that this knowledge was going to be so much, so so valuable later, bro. Right. And I had no idea that the relationships, when people be like, oh, shit, Jay-Z really knows this guy. Beyonce really knows this. Oh, they clue. This is really Clue's best friend. Oh, shit. They see me in my house in Pennsylvania watering the garden. Then they, you see me in my condo that I'm sitting in in New York City, and then you see me in my other crib in Miami. Oh shit, podcasters really get money. Yeah, we do. How you gonna do it? I, right. I fucking sell clothes. I, I fucking sell capsules. My capsules sell out. My sweatsuits, I, I do 100, I sell them at $250. You know what I'm saying? There we go. Boom. Who ain't gonna buy 100 sweatsuits from me around the world at $250? Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not right. waiting on nobody to pay me. That it's a this whole thing is a mindset. So if the podcasters just want to sit in front and get and be popular for what they say and get some chicks and get no money, you can do that. It's mad space for y'all. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it ain't a lot of space for people who are taking it seriously like us. And it all depends on where you want to go. You can be regional. You can say, yo, I'ma just Tear up Florida, Mississippi. I'm going to tear up these six states, and you could be a mega millionaire, bro. Right. And when niggas come in them six states, no matter how big I am around the world, when I come in them six states, they're going to ask me about Eakin. That's what they're going to do. Right. It all depends on what they want, but is it a lot of space? Yeah, I could be the illest nigga in New York City and be satisfied, bro. Yeah, that's the last 23 million motherfuckers here. Market I'm one. Market one. I'm doing, I just came from a consultation today. You know what I'm saying? My consultations is $1,000 an hour, bro, in person. If you want it on the phone, it's 500. And niggas look at me like other niggas is charging two, three, $5,000 for this shit, right? And I'm sincerely doing, doing fucking consulting for record labels for 3,000 a month. Cause I say, yo, why am I doing this? Yo, I'm gonna tell you one thing to do, build out your YouTube. Niggas is making a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars on their YouTube. Stop playing. 
Niggas making $200,000 off of me, bro. Paying me $500 a show, bro. Does that make any sense to you? <laughs> it makes no sense, bro. So evidently, it is some money in this motherfucker, right? Right. Uh, you want me to wear your clothes? I get, I, 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 I put up a post, I get 20,000 hits a day. Don't you want that for your clothes? That's valuable, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? Cool. You want your liquor? I'll drink your liquor, nigga. But if you don't pay me, I'm going to drink it in a red cup, nigga. <laughs> Melissa, hey, we gonna put our money together and call in. For, we gonna we gonna call in just to get a consultation because I just want to know what it's like. So we gonna we gonna no 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 because because well, honestly, my you, 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 you know what's you know what's really dope though, bro. We laugh, right? But I think it's so dope that the realness of you it comes out when we're having these conversations because I think, and, and Melissa and I talk about this all the time too, that next generation of creatives, to me, we have to be in front of them because the classroom ain't going to give them this hustling part of the game that like you talked about earlier, right? We, we got to hustle in a different way. But mm -hmm. we also, we use the hustle that we get from the block and from the neighborhoods we grow up in, but we also learn to use that in a legal fashion and we beating people because they don't want to hustle. You right. know what our fucking problem is, my nigga? Tell me. And it, it, it's, 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 it's alarming. Every race sticks together beside black people, son. It's fucking disgusting, son. And like, I don't even understand it. Whereas yeah. black people will fucking snake it. Oh, you can't pay a white man to snake another white man for a nigga. You can't give him enough money. If you want to take... Italian, you want to say they're not white. You can't pay an Italian to snake any race for an Italian or a Korean or Chinese or Japanese. What are we talking about here? Every other race, yo, so we never going to have our value because we don't stick together, bro. That's it. That's just what it is. Like us doing what we doing right now uh, to this podcast space, what I promote is sticking together. Right. That's what I promote. I'll be like, yo, listen, anybody, yo, Heineken, no matter where I go, when this clue shit drop, I'ma be ginormous. But you know what? You still with me, so you 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 ginormous too. Right. right. I don't fuck with nobody. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knows that. And so don't fuck with nobody. So yo, you wanna get close to me? I fuck with this man. I fuck with this man, fuck with this man, fuck with this man, fuck with this man. Now y'all niggas, y'all value just shot up too. What you mm -hmm. gonna do with it? That's it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's how I tell everybody. Yo, my man talked to me today. And he said, yo, my man, I came home from jail. My man told me he, he was gonna look out for me. I said, he hooked, up, he hooked you up with Clue, right? He said, yeah. I said, Clue pay you $200 a night when you, when you do security for him, right? Yeah. You've been doing security for him for how many years? Six years? Yeah. Have you ever had a problem? You ever had to fuck nobody up? No. Okay. So he parties three to four times a week, right? So that's six to $800 cash a week, right? Boom. So that's 24 to $3,200. So let's jump in the middle, $2,800. So your man, when you came home, your man gave you a job that you work three and a half days a week and you make $2,800 cash a month. And you met. Right. At that point, it's up to you to expound upon. So it's so funny that we're talking about this. Um, I tell people all the time, someone can give you something, right? And you can have the utmost gratuity for it, right? You can be gracious, um, but it's up to you to expound upon that. Uh, someone gave you a chance. So now you have to work above it. If you've been doing the same thing for five years, there's a problem. Um, you know, so just background about me. Uh, like I said, the job that I have requires a degree, requires a clean criminal background. I have neither. Um, I sit in corporate offices or corporate uh, meetings with people twice my age, obviously a different color than me. Um, mm -hmm. I started at the McDonald's inside mm -hmm. of the Tampa General Hospital that we have. Um, and someone noticed me from the hospital. They say, hey, why don't you apply? I say, hey, I've been applying every day for the last six months. Y'all don't hire. Not knowing that this person was a recruiter who had been observing my work ethic already. He gave me a chance to work at the hospital. Six years later, I'll be damned if I said I'm going to be doing the same job. I started as a transporter, moving people around. I'm small. I should not be pushing people, but that's what I was doing. 
And six years later, I got my job in HR. And from then I've expanded upon and built up my career in that realm. If you, if someone gives you a chance, it's a step in to make a step up. You don't, you can't be doing the same thing for five years. Yeah, like, but I, mad about it. Everybody, but but listen, everybody doesn't, does not have an entrepreneurial spirit or heart. Even though that you're working in a nine to five situation, you have an entrepreneurial spirit and heart because you're on this Zoom with me right now. Right. right. <laughs> That's it. You follow what I'm saying? If you didn't have that heart and spirit and knowledge, you would be saying, I'm yo, I'm I, I'm I'm working my way up corporate. I'm fine. I'm making my money. I live in this house. I'm on my own. But you have a different style, style of spirit. So I'm not knocking him for doing the same thing for five years. Right. What I'm saying is why you didn't build upon it. Thank right. you. You can't That's get mad. It. That's you what I'm saying. You do the same thing, but maybe you have other clients. Right. Maybe you know how to put other people on and you have them give you kickbacks because you know other people that need security too. You can start a business at this point. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? Step your game up. But but to his credit, when I brought it to his attention, he understood. Right. Okay. See, I see, see, the difference with me, with how I talk to people is. If you a jail nigga is what I call them. I got mad jail niggas. That's my man's. Right. I'm talking to you like I understand you're a jail nigga. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving you the language that you need to understand and succeed in layman terms. Absolutely. I'm not looking at you like somebody else who wasn't in jail, who was out here and had a chance to understand and learn and see. They right. don't have those. I understand you didn't have that with you. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not dealing with them as if they have the knowledge that I know that they don't have. I treat them more delicately. Not because they're jail niggas or I'm scared of them. I know that they have had a gap in assimilation and knowledge and experience. Right. And they tell you gotta relate to your audiences. So I talk so I know how to talk to them in those terms. Everybody doesn't have those type of relationships or degrees or uh, uh, outlook and what they got to do. And most people don't care. You know what right. I'm saying? I'm not right. no saint. I'm not no saint. But what I am is I'm a caring individual. And I'm a dude that's got on and nobody helped me. Puffy looked at me and said, how do you have a Hummer? This was in 2005, four. <laughs> how do you have this Hummer and all this jewelry and all these people know you and I don't know you? Right. I said, I stayed out your way because if you wasn't feeling my vibe, you would have crushed me. Right. Easily. Yeah. That's known to be known to be, you know, how you got to move. You got you to know how to move in them spaces you in. Let, you let, got to uh, know how to move in, in a room, in a room full, full of vultures. vultures. Yo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, while, while we on this call, because because we got so many gems, man, in this interview, rocking with you, man, and I, I don't even know if I call it an interview. It's not like a like a conversation. A, nah, I don't a, do a, interviews. A connect, right, it's not even that. It's that's, it's a that's, connection, bro. I'm just I'm here. Yo, I got family here. I'm inspired yo, right now. No, what you just said, that's what you gotta send me that clip because that's my trademark. I don't do interviews. I do conversations. Even when you come to New York and you come sit with me right. and we talk on my show or whenever you come, it's not about what you do, what's happening, what's going on. Yo, this is what the fuck I'm talking about. Right. Talk about it with me. Boom. Period. Let people get to know who you are and how you think. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's my whole thing. And I'm coming to Tampa. Me and Biscuit got to come to Tampa because Biscuit got a house there and I got cousins. My closest cousins live in St. Pete. Oh. And, and he's a fuck. Yo, I be in St. Pete all the time. I, I we mean. So this where I should get mad. This where I should get mad at. No, no. St. Pete is right across the bridge, bro. Yo, you be so you saying him. you flew in the T. You flew in the TPA. Yo, man, yo. Me and this man lost touch. That's why I said I didn't say nothing. Me and him lost touch. I see Pro Style. Pro yeah. Style doesn't remember me at all. Okay, me and Nasty just got back up together because Carnella Fishout invited him out to OVO Fest too. So there were 15 people on the boat and me and Nasty was two of the 15 people. That's how I got back with Nasty. Nasty didn't even know it was me. Didn't even remember. He didn't know. Like he didn't know. So I'm just I'm like, yo, when once once he heard my voice, which right. is the funny thing about it, he looked 
He's like, yo, you Randy Parker. Like just like that. In that, said, in that DJ I mean, nasty voice. He had that DJ nasty voice. You... <laughs> he said, yo, that's Randy Parker. Yo, Cardinala Fish out in public still cracks a joke and calls me Mr. Parker. He can't even call me nothing else. He has to be like Randy. You know what I'm saying? Like, like <laughs> right. he don't know me as nothing except the nigga who comes in everybody's shit. Like, yo, can I roll up in here? This is his biggest story. As soon as I meet a nigga, I don't say hello. I don't say what's up. I look around and be like, hey, yo, can I roll can up I? in here? He was like, that's how he used to greet people. You know, I'm going to remember that too, because that's the first thing you said before we started the show. You was like, yo, can, can I, I can I smoke? I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. But, but the good thing about that, though, you you get things clear. You 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 learn the rules of the room. I'm a Sagittarius, bro. And I, I, I really believe in my fire sign, because a lot of us are a lot alike when we're Sagittarius. And we have this thing that we want to be clear with a nigga. I don't want to be, and listen, I don't want no confusion. If we going to do this dirty shit together, oh yeah, you agreed to do this dirty shit too. No, yeah, what's Sagittarius? Very clear. Very <laughs> clear. So, Ekin, when's your birthday? It's coming up then. December 11th. 11th. November 29th. November. Yeah. Oh, November. Yeah. Sorry, so, I'm yeah. you guys. People, people be thinking I'll be playing when I be talking about yo. I just, I just need what the details are. Just give me, give me what it is, and I'll deal with it from there. Either I'm gonna deal with and it I'm, or not. But I got the facts. I can't yo, be mad. Bro, you gave bro, me the facts. He's speaking the freaking gospel. I'll be like, I'm not saying that I won't do it. Just let me mentally prepare what I'm dealing. With. If it's gonna be some crazy shit, I'm probably still gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> But just let me come in with the mind frame of what or how I'm gonna do it to my best ability. Right. I'm with the shits all day. But just finally bring me into it. Yo, this is like a this is like this is this is like a I I was gonna I don't even know what I should call this episode, but I feel like it's a family no, reunion. Got, yo, it's, yo, a, it's, gotta, a, yo, it's a I wasn't prepared for this. We gotta do this again because we will my head right. You're good, bro. We friend, look, bro. look. Let me tell you something right now. Like now that we like reconnected, reconnected. There's don't so you, much. Stop, Eakin, stop, Eakin. Don't you talk about your little hair over there? Talk about your shit in the barber. Don't even try it. All right. Please go ahead, Eakin. Sorry. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> go ahead, Eakin. Speak the gospel, okay? Because look, man. My hair. Look at my. Don't even try it. Dude, Eakin I told you. Every, every, all the time I see him, he has a fresh haircut. Dude, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, bro. This is where she. This is where she worked in the the uh, the the beautiful black woman with the slight slant of Latin. That's it. See how she's oh well, my hair, my hair, my hair. Yo, this is a no fly zone, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Not you too. Hey, I, I, I do want to. I do want to get back to this though, because I want to get your thoughts on it, right? When we're when we're talking these platforms, right? And, like, and again, the the thing about the whole the conversation I wanted to have, and and, our, and we're in, is because I feel like you move around this space a lot, and Melissa and I move around it, and. What I'm starting to feel, and in particular, and I just want to know if I'm thinking the right way, because there were a lot of things said, and I'm talking about the the uh, Kanye yeah, interview on Drink Champs, right? I'm talking about it. Everybody's been talking about it. Of course, we know about right now, Kanye went on there and made some more remarks that people did not like, and I'm giving you the cliff notes, right? The, the interview has since been pulled off of both YouTube and Revolt. Um, Noriega has kind of done what I call like a mini apology tour, and I got apology big respect. Tour, a, mi yeah. a mini, you're yeah. being nice when you say yeah. Well, I, well, here's my thing. Here's my thing. You know how people take like a clip and then they run with it. I'm not afraid of that, but I also try to tell people too. I never get personal with people. I talk about what are the facts, and I give. You know what I'm saying? That's where I stay at with these things, and I think that's part of the problem with the media, where I feel like I'm gonna constantly win at because I'm not gonna be. To me, when I interview somebody, I want to let's talk about the facts. I can get like you said. I can get wherever you want to get, but I try to stay into where I'm still a journalist at the end of the day. Like I'm a real journalist. Like, and that means that I'm as real as they come with how I talk about things and I'm not afraid to express my opinion. But if I got a guest, I ask that guest to be there for a reason and not to tell them and force my opinion on them. Right. That's, that's just how I feel about it. And I feel like a lot of podcasts, we've kind of like lost that with no training or no thought of it. Like you were talking about earlier of like, you want to keep getting better at this thing. So it brings me to my point on the Noriega thing. Everybody's speaking about Kanye this and this and that and the other. In my opinion, and you two can tell me if I'm right or wrong with this, I think the very first mistake of the Drink Champs Kanye interview is Noriega, EFN, and everybody associated with that 
are to me chasing numbers and forgetting what that brand really is. Because I don't think that Drink Champs, in my opinion of what, and I've only watched, I think, one full episode. Drink Champs to me is this podcast where you have to get those guests who can tell you stories. Right. And so they come on in and it's all about the memories. It's all about the history of my career, because also, too, when you involve liquor and everybody is the, 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 the one of the other points that seems like to me that Noriega makes is how drunk can we get in the process? Right. Right. Because we want to have a shot after every real point. We clap in hands. It's not really about getting a interview of information. So you bring on a Kanye who, to me, is can manipulate an interview at any turn. He's viral. He's viral. Right. And so when you bring him on, if you're not really there to interview him, which to me, a lot of these platforms that he's been on aren't really there for that. They're really there because they know, like you said, Kanye going to bring numbers. All I got to do is say, I got Kanye and the clicks are coming. What he say, I'll deal with. Now, narrow my question right now. Am I right for thinking that the first issue was that he just should have never been there? Alright, I'm gonna speak on this. And right. and and yeah, and, and, and I say that because I'm gonna, ahead, I'm gonna be very delicate with this because right. And, I'm, I'm and again, I'm not. And I don't. And I don't. I don't mean like Noriega shouldn't. And I mean more so like because of what Drink Champs has been. It's been like a history, good times. We get the stories. You know what I'm saying? Like that. I, I never knew that about Fat Joe's career. I never knew that. That's what Snoop Dogg went through back in the day when he was when they were doing the Chronic. Whereas Kanye, you do that on my expert opinion too. It's right. Like everybody tries to have that same premise that they want to tell the history and the story. That's what a lot of these like, shows have become. To me, it's trashy. I right. Hate it. Well, well, Plies, Plies, who Plies, who is one of Tampa's finest. Plies said all a lot of these podcasts are becoming the feds because they go in there and tell all their business and they and they and they go telling on everybody stories that shouldn't Yo, even be bro, out there and they telling you, them all <laughs> when you see the shit with, with me and clue when you watch bag fuel and all that i'm not on the clicks and hits right like that's that's where i'm actually gonna start at with this thing okay right? okay give me give me your go. you know but, wait but wait let's me, let's tell wait that's the time because i know once you go it might spark up two more questions two more things that i'm gonna have to ask so i'm gonna let me get melissa's thoughts first on man. where she think if Kanye, if I'm thinking right, that maybe it wasn't the right platform for him to be on with where he's been going at right now with his with his I, I call it his, his tour. Um, So, you know, I have a love for broadcast journalism, journalism as a whole. But um, you're right. I personally don't feel like it was a true interview. Like, I don't feel like anything was necessarily addressed about what he said. I think like we we dapped up. We had a few drinks. Um he talked about some stuff, but there's nothing that was, and it might be because, you know what, Noriega maybe might want to keep bigger politic. Um, when you have someone interviewing someone else, it cannot be someone who cares about hurting the other person's feelings because we're here to get facts. We're not here to get your your feelings. Um, I mean, yeah, that's a part of it, but you can't pussyfoot around certain questions. Like, you know, it, it has to be what it is. I mean, I'm here to interview you. I'm here to do my job. Um, yeah, we can we can laugh about some things. We can talk about some things. Maybe we got some things in common. Maybe we know the same people. Maybe I understand you because we're in the same industry. But at the end of the day, I'm here to interview you. And we're here to get these facts. And I don't think that that's really what happened. I think a person like Kanye West can go in, come off topic. Um, you know, Noriega can pussyfoot around the whole interview because Kanye West is Kanye West. And that's can't. That cause, you can't. Cause, let me jump in. You can't control Kanye, though. No, you can't. That's the one thing. Like, if you watch, you have to watch the My Expert Opinion interview with Tony Yayo. All okay. right? Right. There was no, he wasn't going to control Tony Yayo that day. That day when he came in there, he came in there, he was going to make his point, and it wasn't going to be nothing that was going to stop that man. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And sometimes, like, Eakin, you could be right about, yeah, he shouldn't have did it, right? But Kanye's his friend. Right. You know what I'm saying? And even if he's not his close friend, he's his friend. You know we got these friends that are colleagues. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you ain't never done nothing wrong to me, if they ask me about you right now, I'm be like, yo, that's my man. And if niggas bash you straight up and down, 
and you call me and you be like, yo, Rand, I need to be on your shit, you gonna be on my shit, bro. Right. That's just that, yo, that's just what it is. If they gotta take it down, y'all gotta take it down. But this nigga, who's my man, who's a billionaire, who's done things for me that y'all don't even know about, right. whether it was produced for me, give me money, get Yeezy to sponsor me. You don't know. Niggas be doing mad shit for nigga Nori have fell off at one time. People right. forget that. You know what I'm saying? Niggas don't know what niggas been done for people. You know what I'm saying? So it, 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 it's between the rock and, and the hard place. But <sighs> Nori should have said, yo, bro, George Floyd didn't die from that, bro. Boom. Okay. But you know, but you know what? And Nori says he's a black man. I I I identify Nori as being Spanish. I thought he was Spanish. Yeah, I do too. But let me can I jump in? Let me jump in right here too because it's something that I forgot to do. And you and you just made a point because I want to I want to clarify my point a little bit more. When I say wrong platform, I don't mean to your point, right? Because you don't know the relationship. I don't I don't mean. Bro, you can't come on my show, not with the way you've been acting. Because like you said, our relationship is different from all this stuff that's going on out there. But what okay. still has to happen to Melissa's point is not so much of controlling Kanye, mm -hmm. but you have to make everybody respect your platform. And by that, I mean, if I come to your platform, bro, if I care about you the way that I do, no matter how passionate that I am. I got to respect your platform. And, and and I'm not saying everything Kanye says has to be the right thing. But if you if you came to really have a conversation with me as your man, then we both have a conversation. I get it if Chris Cuomo trying to embarrass you or these dudes like, you know, like, you know, these other stations and they not even in our culture. They don't they just immediately trying to get a clip and embarrass you. I but, need the hits, though, too, Ekin. Don't don't forget that. <laughs> they see you see come on Ike. you know the business look I'm a, okay well i'm gonna play let me play you let me play you i saved something for you i saved something for you i saved something jason jason give me this clip right here this is noriega talking to Charlemagne. seven times i represent for black people five six seven times with, with nori like i told hey nori like i told you you should have put all that out first then by the way Remember? I, no i did i did you know what it is Charlemagne. baller alert came and and they they, they took the they took the clip and then they ran with it. I, I can't be mad at Border Alert when they're taking the clip now that's working against me because I'd be happy at Border Alert when they take a clip that works with me. Right. You understand? So I couldn't I couldn't really do it. I had to I had to die by the sword. But And also like said, and, and Nori, as your you know, as your friend and as your business partner, I told you last week, don't do this. Don't it's not worth the trouble. You did. I told you this you twice. Before you did. <laughs> but Nori, we appreciate you, you for checking in, brother. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, Amy. I did not know he was going to go there, Charlemagne. You had to know, Nori. You've been doing it all no, week. No, no. Nah, I just did. I just, by the way, by the way, if you watch the interview, there's a certain respect that you can see that Kanye has for me. There's a certain respect that you can see I have for Kanye. So I did not. <laughs> Boom. Now, to your point, your point is, your point is. Your point is your point is valid, bro. And but I think that's where it gets like interesting to me because like again, I take drink champs as this show where dudes go on there or whoever goes on there, right? And it's all about spilling the business, some that should never even be said over the years. We gonna get drunk, which means the questions and answers are unfocused and could be all over the place because we taking shots and giving applause after every two or three things that make the room scream. That and doesn't make a get good. Shit off their chest, Eakin. Come on, they, yo, no, I I think, Okay, so hold on, real quick, right? Eakin, Eakin, they caught me drunk on camera. <laughs> <laughs> they got me, son. And I called him. I said, "You know what? I don't normally say this shit, but I'ma say this shit today." They got me, bro. They got me, bro. At yo, that point, real talk, you don't real talk. It just didn't go viral yet. Trust me, it's gonna go viral. And you're gonna see it once my name gets bigger. You're gonna see it and you're gonna be like, this is the shit he was talking about <laughs> on camera. And they got him drunk. And I'm, and I'm just I'm just being, I'm, yo, it's positive and negative. I just deal with reality. right? And I know from watching over the years, since Kanye Moms, God bless the dead, Donda, he ain't been the same. His mental ain't been the same. Why are we not understanding that? So when these people, like, like we as, as, as media, 
got to take responsibility too. Like, like I'm not the media person that comes from just the media side. I was on Kanye's side. I was managing Rock Wilder. I was right. managing the Mayas. Yo, back then, who didn't say stuff about Maya? And I had to walk around and be like, nah, she's not like that. You bugging, you bugging, you bugging. You know what I'm saying? It's different right now. I've been on that side too. So when I come at this media thing, I'm very, very sensitive about how I come at people. That's why I don't do the clickbait. That's why I, I try to ask them questions that's about their feeling. I steal a lot from Charlemagne, his style. Not what he does, but he asks people like, it, it'll be a whole controversy that niggas will be talking about the controversy. And, I, and, and Charlemagne will say, well, how'd you feel about it? Right. What was your thoughts? What were you thinking? Right. You know what I'm saying? So I don't throw them under the bus further because they're already under the bus getting rolled on. I don't got to roll backwards on their ass. You know what right. I'm saying? That's how I look at it. And we don't take responsibility. We'll say, like Sweetheart said, it's my job as a journalist. And it's my job to get this story. And it's my job to get this shit. Yeah, but and I don't I don't think I don't think like Melissa, you don't mean getting that at any cost though, do you? You don't no, mean I don't mean that at any cost. But what I'm saying is, right? It's like then don't the whole thing with Nori and you know Ye getting on there, don't call it an interview then. You know what I'm saying? Like me see? and he, <laughs> I, I feel you though, but I'm saying see the thought that see now I no, fuck because, with her because she's honest. Right? I like her because she's honest. Because most people would have got on here and backpedaled. Right. She did not back oh no, she's not gonna. She's a, believe me. She don't. She don't even know what reverse is. She's not gonna no, backpedal. I appreciate that because that's what I'm talking about. I respect how she's thinking. I just know they're thinking that way. Right, but, but but I speak for me as a judge. Go ahead, go ahead, Melissa. Go ahead first. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so let's say me and Eakin, we put up a camera, we have a conversation about a few things here or there. He tells me his opinion on stuff. I don't agree. I tell him my opinion on stuff. Let's not call it an interview then, because I'm not interviewing him. Now, Barbara Walters, right? Katie Couric, you don't see nobody acting an ass. Why? Because they know what they just signed up for. They went to go and get an interview. Now, they're not my favorite journalists by any means. However, there's a certain respect that people have for that platform. And they know, okay, we're going to talk about these hard-hitting issues. And I'm going to have to explain myself. And this is how it's going to go. They don't go to Barbara Walters' show and act the ass. They don't go to Katie Couric and act the ass. You don't even go to Oprah's show and act the ass. You're not even, go you're not even going to Oprah's show and act like that. Right. But, now, the, but that's not the hip hop lifestyle. Yeah, but that, but but at the, but 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 at the same thing though, like this, right? We, you're going to this, drink this because you can act the ass. Right, that's but but right, but okay. Th then there's two points that I want to make here. Okay. Nori comes. Let me my computer. Okay. Up, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you. It's, it's getting spicy burn, up in here. It's, it's getting spicy up in here. Like Nori 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 comes on and Nori goes. There's a certain respect that I have for Kanye. And uh -huh. Kanye has for me. All right. We saw Kanye do what has ultimately people have now thought, even Noriega seems to think, was disrespectful. So to me, when I'm in when I'm talking to somebody or I'm conversating, especially on, on a platform that, that I lead, that's you, you got to no, you got to grab it. You gotta grab a hold of it. Let's okay, let's look at this. No, I'm Re not talking about you, Cap. I'm talking about I'm talking about what Nori said is cap, all right? He did not think that Kanye was being disrespectful at that time. He realized it after the The backlash? Fact, after the backlash? Bang! So you can't, don't do that. See, that's when I differ. I'm not like people. It ain't even about being Noriega or Mav Hoffa or Joe Buttons or, or e Eakin. It, no, I was right there. The, right. the 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 facts show you didn't care because the shit was taped. The shit was up. You wasn't apologizing until right. they was tearing a hole in your ass, and now you now you feel disrespected. Come on, bro. You was right. there in right. real time. You wasn't disrespected. Y'all was getting drunk. This is what drunk niggas do. Drunk niggas talk shit. This is what we need to address. The platform is made. For you to be inebriated and fuck yourself up. That's what that's what it's for. 
get inebriated. And maybe and- you just explain why I didn't think it was the right platform. I think you just kind of said it like in its simplest of terms, why I didn't think it was the right platform to address the things that as serious as they wound up gotten getting, right? Because I need hits though, Eakin. Eakin, Eakin, Eakin. Why are you leaving the business? You just told me when it started about the business part of the music. This is the business part of the entertainment business. This is an extension of the music business. Record labels are trying to give podcasters deal 360 deals, bro. So I had a question then. I had a question then. So would you say that the main issue there then for you is not even the fact that he was on the platform or whatever. It's a matter of Nori not standing ten toes down on ten toes down. bro. All, That's all Nori had to do was say, "Yo, bro, chill with the George Floyd, bro. You're going okay. too far, bro." And that's what I mean. That's then what I'm saying. Like as a, as a black, he's not black. What are you talking about? Well, <laughs> look. Okay. Okay. Well. 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 Look. 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 Let, let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. Because because I I have to kind of like regulate the time here. I'm getting produced he over black? here. No. No. I'm just saying. Is he black? No. He's he's always he's always identified as Latino since since I've known Noriega. But he might be. Is he? Hey. Hey, Melissa. You might know this. Is Noriega half black? I knew I was gonna Does he have a slant? Uh, does he have a, a slant in his ethnicity? Hold on. Hold on. So, um. Yes, my ethnicity all day Hispanic. Both my parents are from Honduras. However, somebody asked me my race. I'm black. I'm a black woman. Like um, you can see my nose. You can check my hair. Your girl is black. So I don't know. The game is fucked up. The game is fucked up. Hey, do me a favor. Hey, can we do this? Can we do this? Because because I do have to shut it down. Because I have to like we have to like we have to have a part two to this. So can you 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 promise to be on the next episode? Like we got to get it scheduled. You'll be on it. Okay. I just hey look. I just want to make sure. Yo, bro, don't do bro, it. Bro, you blowing up out here. I'm just happy to catch you early. Yo, bro, bro, we gonna do this. I'm coming to Tampa. The next one is we gonna do this in person. I'm coming to Tampa in November. I want to come to one of the games. You still DJing for the for the Tampa Bay fucking? Hey, bro, don't come for don't come don't. Hey, bro, do not come for do not come for the goat. Don't come for the goat. Since they only three and three, you can get me two tickets. To the oh, game. since they only three and three, don't come for the goat, bro. Don't go. Don't come. You know the Giants is five and one, so chill. Eakin, so can I come too? We be Brady two times. Uh, <laughs> hey, 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 man! We're we're the next episode. So be back. We'll finish this conversation because I, I we I have to shut it down right now to to, to and I'll, I'll I'll talk about why yeah, later. But where where can they find you at? Where can they find you at online? E S S O W R L D. Like how Juice World didn't have no O. Right. That's my name with no O on Instagram. Just go to the gram. You'll find me. YouTube, Bag Fuel TV. Subscribe, like, share, all that. Got you. Melissa. Melissa L. Uh, underscore right in the front on Instagram, underscore in the back on TikTok. Um, it was a pleasure to meet you, SO. I already followed you, by the way. This combo ain't over. Oh, like, like, this, is just, this is just part one of it. I'm, I'm telling everybody he's back for the next yo, episode, too. I've already called it. Comment, yo, it be, yo, even if it's on this Zoom type of thing, I'm doing it. But when we when I come to Tampa, have my tea. Call, I'm going to call you tomorrow. You need tea? You need tea? You got a writer? You need tea? You need tea? You tell me when I got my tickets, and I'm coming down there. We doing You're not coming to the game with that attitude. We got to have counseling first. Not that attitude. <laughs> hey man, for everybody rock with us. Hey, I gotta get out of here, man. We're gonna we gonna we gonna part two is coming. He's gonna be here, man. That's DJ Aiken Podcast, man. Shouts out to Radio Influence at DJ Aiken TV, man, across all the platforms. Like, subscribe, all that good sus. SO, I see you, Thank Melissa. You I see you. Me, no, no, we part two is coming. He's on part two next week, man. I promise you he's right back, man. God bless, man. <laughs>